0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Worlds of DC Podcast, the podcast for all things DC. Today is Wednesday, August 26, 2020, you're listening to episode 18, All in the Fandom Part 2, Wonder Woman 1984. My name is Mikey from Detroit.
1: My name is Kwamani from Memphis.
2: I'm Tabitha from Miami. I'm Key from Virginia.
3: I'm Aaron from Texas.
4: Hey, I'm Mike from North Carolina.
0: All right, so this is the second of our episodes breaking down everything that was released in DC Fandom, which is basically a fan event that took place over last weekend, um, spotlighting a bunch of DC movies, and TV shows, and all that good stuff. Um, so the first episode, you can go check it out if you haven't already. We talked about the Batman, you know, the trailer for Matt Reeves' is The Batman. Um, And for this episode, we're going to be talking about the Wonder Woman trailer. So, Wonder Woman, um, you know, we had all been dying to see something from this movie because, you know, it was originally supposed to come out in November. Then it got pushed back to June. Then it got pushed back to August. Then it got pushed back to October. And it's probably going to get pushed back again because a lot of movies are saying that they are thinking about moving. So it's just, like, we just want to see this movie already. So we were all really excited to see some more footage from it, you know, to maybe see Cheetah, to maybe see, you know, more of an idea of, like, the story. Um, and they gave us a trailer, and I thought it was fantastic. Now, I was going to love it anyway because I'm a big Wonder Woman fan, but I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought that it was really cool to see more of the, like, Diana and Steve dynamic that we all love so much in the first movie. Um, of course, Cheetah was fantastic. I just really loved it. It was after the Batman. It was probably my second favorite. The only reason Batman is higher is just because I wasn't expecting it. Um, but Wonder Woman is definitely like one of my favorites from the fandom. I loved it a lot. So I guess you guys can just go into how you felt about the trailer, and then we're gonna get into the trailer specifically and just go through it and talk about our favorite parts
5: and
1: stuff. Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Um, Yeah, that trailer really, you know, for those who don't, you know, I don't know. We did a episode. <laughs> we did something about the first trailer for Wonder Woman 84. And I said on that one that that I was immediately sold on the movie when that trailer came out. And this somehow found a way to make me even more excited about this movie that I was already previously sold on from the dynamic score that starts off with the drums and then it swells into something triumphant to seeing more of Diana kicking ass and taking names in the trailer and whatnot, just everything about it. I love, love, love how we really got to see more Kristen Wiig and her transformation from Barbara to Cheetah, quite literally, in fact, in that trailer and the tease of the fights that that movie is going to have um, just just everything about it. The way that the um, the way that they framed it to basically juxtaposing uh, Diana getting what she wants, you know, which is Steve Trevor coming back with what Barbara wants, and that's to become out of her own the words that she said, an apex predator, and just how that you know duality and the underlying, does you know dissolution of their friendship as well and of course can't you know can't forget about the gold armor that that whole part you know seeing that in action was very 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 well executed so definitely just loved everything about it. My favorite part of the trailer was seeing Cheetah in action and Diana straight up dunking her and yeeting her to the ground and dropping the wings ready to scrap that was like that was my favorite part of the trailer so yeah definitely ten out of ten excitement for Wonder Woman eighty
0: four. Okay. Oh, also before before somebody else goes, I agree that we we can talk about it more when we get to it, but that part at the end, you know, with Diana, like flinging her that was like uh, that gave me like 10 years of life I love that so much I love that so much
2: I think they're I think they're really gonna deliver on uh, Cheetah for this movie (laughs) like at first not entirely sure but I think the way she looks, I mean, the way she's like—what do they call cats? Do they run? Okay, the way she was like running or whatever and leaping, like I really do feel like we're gonna get the cheetah. We know. Um, I think she looks great. I don't know, y'all tripping? You know, they say she looks like cats, or you know, it doesn't look practical. Which i so really with that argument because like, whatever. But I think she looks great, and I don't know. It's something about the way gal embodies Wonder Woman that like every time I see her on screen I'm so like it still makes me like shivers like goosebumps because she is Wonder Woman like it's crazy the way she she can literally smile and I'm like okay that's the Wonder Woman but dude like but it's crazy so like I just fell in love with the trailer um I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with you know Steve coming back And seeing Diana, like I've been waiting to see her, you know, fly on the, you know, on the lightning. You know, I'm excited to see like is she gonna fly in this movie? Like how how her powers progressed. Um, It's just so much, and I'm glad the trailer gave us a little bit of everything that you know um, I've kind of wanted or I was like looking forward to. So especially since that first teaser, we got a lot more, and it just made me so. Um, I love Gal. I'm sorry, I could gush for like ten hours. and <laughs> yeah, like it just yeah. makes me. I'm excited, and if they have to push this movie back again, I don't know how long I can last. But yeah. Uh,
0: uh, yeah to quote, I would. The quote victorious. I think we all love Gal.
3: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wow. That's. I was literally just about to say that. I um I'm joining you tab like I just I'm really um excited just just to see how um gals Diana, you know has grown since you know the first movie and she just she really does embody that like hopeful yet at the same time you know warrior minded um Goddess that we've all you know known and loved in the comics and the cartoons and stuff like I just I am really looking forward to just you know her arc as a character in itself. I'm really excited. Obviously, I'm excited for Cheetah, but I'm really excited that we're gonna see young Diana again um, because that was one of my concerns is that they were just gonna drop it after the first movie and you know seeing Thimascara just you know pre pre war. But you know, post um, origin Diana, you know, like seeing her just kind of deal with the other Amazons, like I'm really looking forward to that myself, just because it's such a unique and rich, you know, world in itself. And like I, yes. I'm, re- I'm really excited for that spinoff that Patty's going to be doing, just about Themyscira. Uh, but yes. I love, yes. I, just, I love where she's going with yes, this. That's gonna be this. great. Uh, I'm ready for. Ho- hopefully, we get to see more of it in Wonder Woman three. Come on, Patty. I trust you. You yeah. can literally do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, with
0: Patty you. literally needs to give me all the Amazon content, like please.
5: Yeah, I'm with you, Aaron, about seeing uh, more of the of the mascara and most importantly the contest itself, because you know a lot of people would be thinking, "Oh, she just got the mantle of Wonder Woman." No, that's not the case it's not just like you know a prize or just a you know a title it's something you have to earn and it'll be interesting. it'll be interesting to see how the other amazons will feel like maybe there's like a prejudice like you know a bias with diana being in the contest because she is you know the basically their daughter um daughter and you know it's just gonna be interesting to see how that plays out how she deals with it also, I'm really excited to see how uh, Pedro Pascal does as Max Lord because it already gives me like you know
0: yes.
5: the 80s you know the 80s villain feel. So I can already tell he's gonna be good at that. So I'm overall those are my two things I'm excited for. Also, it's another Honestly, thing I really... I didn't
0: see. It. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I just wanted to say <laughs> I didn't see it for Pedro until The Mandalorian, and now I'm like, yes, Pedro Pascal.
5: <laughs> <laughs> So I'm definitely here for his, you know, just to see where it goes and to see the actual plotline. I'm still very glad that they're not giving away the whole movie because we still don't know exactly the main plotline of it or who's the main villain or this, that, and the third. I love, like, they're still keeping the mystery of it to keep us interested. And like Tap said earlier, if they end up putting this on the back burner again, I'm not sure how I'm going to react because, like... Just give us the movie. Like, we don't have to go in theaters to see it. Just give us the movie. Yeah,
0: at this point, if they put it on YouTube, I don't care. Like, just give us the movie.
4: Yeah, after seeing that last trailer, I really need the movie, like, ASAP. Just because after having the first one and just getting the the little things that we got to saw and the glimpse of it and what we would feel from it, seeing this trailer was like it was like a reward because it was like we got to see more of the movie and what we could expect from it and everything. And I am very curious about Maxwell because I felt like watching the trailer, he was there, but I feel like they're still keeping his plot line as still like a mystery, even though we know he's, I feel like he's manipulating and, you know, granting these wishes or whatever he's doing. I feel like that's that's what we see, but I feel like it's more to him. And I really want to see... What else? What happened with him? Um, Cheetah, my God, she blessed me. Like I was excited when Kirsten first got cast because I love her in *Bridesmaid* and I also like her in the uh, *Female Ghostbusters* movie. So I was pretty excited to see how she would take on this challenge as this this great, awesome villain. And she really—I feel like she's really seizing her moment right now with this role. And gal she can do no wrong like she's truly embodying wonder woman and i'm excited to see what's going to happen
0: yeah same here um okay so i guess now we can go ahead and get specifically into the trailer um as always we're going to play it for you guys just you know for anybody that hasn't seen it just so you can get an idea what you know um, with what it all consists of and then we're going to go through and just talk about our favorite moments so everybody have the trailer ready?
2: Yep. Yep, yep. Yes,
5: go. Yes.
0: Okay, so without further ado, here's the trailer for Wonder Woman 1984.
2: This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana.
5: And everything will be
3: different.
1: Citizens of the world! I'm here to change your life.
5: Anything you want... Anything you dream of, you can have it.
0: You look like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like not one day has passed.
4: I don't wanna be like anyone. I wanna be an Apex Predator.
2: You've always had everything, while people like me have had
4: nothing. Well, now it's my turn.
2: Get used to it.
3: I've never been one for rules.
1: The answer is always more.
0: find
5: us. I forgot to tell you. What? Radar. Will they, will they shoot at us?
1: Barbara, what did you
2: do?
3: So keen on this one, I figure uh, you are, but you know what? I'm ready to go.
5: I think we can do better. Parachute pants, yeah. Um...
0: Does, it, does everybody parachute now? Okay, so that was the trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. Um, now we are gonna, what well, we've done in the past when it comes to trailers is we kind of go through like frame by frame, but because you know, last time we did, like, we just kind of did an overview, and that really worked, so I think that's what we're going to do again. Um, and the first thing that I want to talk about is not even the trailer itself, but I want to talk about some of the stuff that people were saying online about the way Cheetah looked. And we can get into specifics about the actual Cheetah scene, like, later on, but uh, I just, like, when people were comparing it to cats and saying, oh, she looks like, you know, she looks even worse than... 2019, and, you know, this is 2020, and I'm just like, do y'all have anything better to do than hate on DC? Like, and the tweets were so fast, too. Like, the trailer had just come out, like, two minutes ago, and here they go. I'm convinced they had those drafts saved, ready to go. And it's just like, ugh, it's so annoying, because not only does she not even look like that, like, I mean, of course she's gonna look like, you know, like, that kind of model to some degree, because she's a human, cat, basically, but she looks way better than that. She actually looks like you can see, like, the dirt in her fur and, like, all that stuff, and, like, we only saw a couple quick, like, shots of her, but she looked great, and you know, I just think that uh, I just really don't like the way that people were talking about that, so how did y'all feel about that?
3: I'll go ahead and say it. Um It was... I just have to say, it was really stupid. Um, I don't... I, I think there is this um, this stigma going on uh, within the entertainment industry on all levels that I'm still not a fan of, where it's just we're going to pick and choose uh, which DC projects that we like, and we're going to make fun of the rest. And let's be honest, um, it feels a little misogynistic at the same time because... This yeah. is, they, they constantly, yeah. they've constantly gone after Wonder Woman, even since the first film, you know, I think we all remember the whole, you know, shave, non-shave, underarm, we, we remember all of that nonsense, and, um, you know, coming from IGN, like, I expect this from Collider, I expect this from, like, bros on Twitter and stuff, but, like, come on, like, this, this is, um, it's becoming more and more pitiful. And I'm just—I am not a fan. And this is honestly why a lot of uh, bloggers and critics are losing their losing their steam, you know, for these little, you know, quirky digs they're doing. Because I—I I don't see this for Black Widow. I don't see any of this, you know, kind of kind of vitriol that they're throwing to, you know, other uh, female-led films. Like they didn't even go after this for Captain Marvel or anything. Like this, just it's—it's it's very disheartening to you know, constantly see films that, you know, are just for entertainment get picked apart and picked on. And it, it just, it really doesn't make any sense at this point. Um And it's becoming more and more obvious, you know, what the, what the game is.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I just really feel like, especially because, you know, it's not like people, I'm one of those people, so, I mean, some, and this is any fandom, this is any, you know, people try to act like it's DCEU, like Snyder fans are so, like, aggressive. But at the end of the day, when people were saying The Force Awakens was a bad movie, Star Wars fans were tearing in the shreds. When people were saying that Game of Thrones Season 8 was bad, people were tearing, like, this is any fandom. So, of course, there are going to be people who come in your mentions and say, like, You know, uh, your opinion like in threat or like saying say crazy stuff because of your opinion. That's literally any fandom, but these critics act like there's just something so vindictive about DC fans, and I think it's because there's so many of us. Like I think they always tweet something about DC, like expecting nobody to really say anything because they think nobody they think everybody hates DC, and then when like a thousand you know DC fan accounts attack them, it's like oh. And, they, and then they have to play the victim. And it's just like, if you would just be quiet and not, say, I'm not saying that you can't, you know, have constructive criticism because, of course, I mean, there's been things that I didn't like about some DC movies. And I was honest about that. But at the end of the day, there's a difference between genuinely saying I just didn't like this and, like, picking on the movie. And, like, it feels like they're picking on the movie. It does. Because there's no reason for you to tweet that out. Like, you're... You're mocking the movie. You're making a joke about it, and I, I just, uh, just it really bothered me. It really did, especially because y'all know how big of a Wonder Woman fan I am. So I was like,
2: uh,
0: it was really annoying.
1: Yeah, I I agree <sighs> one million percent. I'm I'm just over this whole notion of you know whenever DC fans have something to celebrate. Here comes the usual suspects, whether it be some or a handful of IGN employees or Collider at large or, you know, anybody, you know, from anybody from any website who just feels the need to use their platform, not to say anything constructive or just simply report it and move along, but to try to be the, you know, be subversive or not even be subversive at this point, because this is what a lot of their ilk like to do so it's not subverting any expectations it's aligning themselves right with it just being you know a bunch of dickheads like just calling it what it is for no reason like there's no reason to compare cheetah's objectively great look that paddy already said is not just going to be full cgi but a combination of both practical and cgi to cats that was that like that was just purely done out of trying to get a rise out of people so then when said people do get rise they can go oh it's just a joke you don't have to pay attention to it knowing that they are a major publication slash website who inherently will get a lot of eyes on it before the fans do if not at the same time as the fans and they're posting it not in a oh it's just a joke they're posting it intentionally to rile up the fans and make them angry in the hopes that they will bring out the worst in the fandom so they can say some egregious stuff and then play the victim. Like, they were just minding their own business, being harmful, being harmless, and then they just were randomly attacked, which has happened this week. But we'll we'll, 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 get—that's a a totally unrelated subject. But in the end, I agree with Aaron and I agree with you, Mikey, that this whole scenario of trying to punch— at DC stuff, specifically Wonder Woman, like and with Aaron said with the whole armpit situation. Then I remember there was some some chick talking about, man, this Justice League poster had, looks like Wonder Woman is peeing fire. What's up with that? Like, what? How do you even come to that conclusion? And now the stuff with Cheetah. And Aaron's right, they didn't do this with Black Widow. None of the stuff that was in Black Widow's objectively mediocre trailers had nothing where they were trying to pick any jokes from, not trying to, like, didn't, there was no major publications talking about, oh, man, you're gonna fall in love with Black Widow, and it's gonna be a nice leap of faith. None of those jokes about her literally being killed and this being a inconsequential prequel that might have some minor storyline additions to it. Nobody came at it in any way. They were just like, some oh, Here's Black Widow and left it at that. But Wonder Woman '84, it gets this whole ha ha ha. Look at it! Isn't it just like Cats that movie we memed into everyone hating it because it was such a surreal fever dream? Come on, everybody, laugh! It, it's ridiculous, and and I agree. It's I don't I'm not here for it.
5: The thing that gets me is, for some unknown like like y'all said, it's it's misogyny at this right because. If you did go look out to watch a trailer just to find something to nitpick about or to make fun of, you're not being a critic, you're being a jackass. That's what you truly are being a jackass. And like I can guarantee you, if we were to do Captain Marvel or Black Widow and just point out all, you know, the different things about it it'd be a whole nother story. It's like, oh, it's just a movie. You're being too dramatic. To end up. Oh, okay. It, it's just, it's ridiculous at this rate. It's like, if you don't want, if you don't think you're going to like the movie, don't watch it. That's all you have to do. It's it's simple. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um,
0: so we also get into, I guess, the trailer now, because I don't want to waste any more time on, you know, the naysayers. So, uh, where I want to start, because I don't want to, I know we all probably want to talk about Cheetah, but I don't want to talk about that yet, because I want to, like, kind of build up to that. But, but I, I want to start with, like, I just really love all this stuff, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I love all the stuff with, like, Young Diana and the contest, and um, the mascara because I think it's really cool to like constantly have like I like just like when they would flashback to like when Arthur was a kid in Aquaman or like when Clark was a kid in Man. Like I love like seeing these characters as kids because I feel like you don't really see that in like other superhero movies. Um, like you know how they came to be where they are from a young age. So I really like that and I love that they have the contest because I know a lot of people were like. That was another thing people complained about with the first movie. Like, oh, um, you know, I thought there was supposed to be a contest for her to go to Man's World and blah, blah, blah. But they did have a contest. It was just before it took place before the first movie happened. So i like that we get to see that. Um, and I also saw, like, some people say theory. I don't know how true this is, but I saw some people say that maybe, like, the contest that she goes through as a kid to get this, like, is you know, like the Olympic kind of games that she goes to, maybe might be to get the golden armor. Um, my question would then be though, how does she get it back when she's older? You know, when she leaves, and I think it's, I think it's gonna be, which I, I've talked to, you know, we talked about this in our, our Worlds of DC group chat. I think it's gonna be that scene where she's riding the lightning. I think that's gonna be her going back to Venusia to get this golden armor because I think like. She's going to maybe fight Cheetah once and lose because Cheetah's really strong, like, stronger than she anticipated. And she's going to be like, I need an upgrade. She's going to ride the lightning, go get her, you know, uh, golden armor and come back. And I really am excited to see her do that because that's another thing I want to talk about, like, her flying in this trailer. I don't necessarily know if she's flying or if she just lassoes and slingshots kind of forward. But whatever it is, it looks great. Like the shot where she's like in the clouds, oh, it looks so cool. It was fantastic. And I think, I don't know um, if it was Patty or if it was just somebody saying that Patty said this, but I remember seeing an article where somebody was like, Patty Jenkins confirms that Wonder Woman will fly in Wonder Woman 84. So ever since then, I've been like looking for any hint that she could fly. And I think that that was really cool, especially because Zack Zach Snyder also said, you know, on Vero, uh, he had had plans to have her fly eventually in his movies, too. So I thought that was cool as well. Um, but, yeah, I just uh, as far as the, you know, the mascara stuff, I just really, I think it's just cool to, to get like that. Like, one of my favorite things about DC characters, no shade to, to Marvel, but one of my favorite, well, kind of shade. But one of my favorite things about DC characters versus Marvel characters is I love that they have, like, their base, like, their hometown, their home place. Like, Diana has Themyscira. You know, Superman has um, um, uh, Krypton, and Batman has Gotham. And I think that's really cool, you know, that they all have their, like... Like, most Marvel characters are just generic from New York or, like, somewhere, somewhere else like that. So I think it's cool that, like, the DC characters have their own like home to go back to, um, so it's, it's always cool to see uh, the mascara.
4: I think what piques my interest about the Rodden and Lightning because I like the I like the theory that you're that um you're saying that maybe that's her going back to get the golden armor. What piques my interest is what would be waiting for her when she gets the golden armor? Like, will her mother be there? Like, is somebody going to stop her from getting it? Like, will it be a trial to get the armor? Like, I think I think that's what I'm curious about is because I feel like she goes yeah. and gets the armor. Will it be easy for her to, you know, let me go in and put this on and then go. What is it? Will it be a challenge for you to get it? Like, will it be something guarding it or something yeah. like that? I think, like... That's one thing that really piques my interest about her going back to get the armor. Because, as you say, what if, if the contest is her, if she wins the contest and it is her, you know, having this arm she gets this armor. And I mean, she can't wear it at, at that age because you're not, she's not going into battle. But now that she's at the age to actually have it, will it be another, you know, like I say a trial to get that armor? Like,
0: that's what really piques my interest yeah.
4: of her getting the armor.
0: Yeah, I actually never thought about the idea that it could be like a challenge. I like that a lot, actually, um, because I think, um, I think, I mean, if she gets it in the first place, I think it makes sense that like she, she left it. You know, she, I mean, she's been off of Themis for what sixty years, so who knows? Maybe somebody else, you know, maybe they had another contest, and somebody else won it, and you know, whatever. So I like the idea that she would have to like compete to get it back. But I, but I do. As far as her going back, I I really feel like, I just already know that I'm going to be a mess when, when her and her mom see each other again. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be crying so hard. Because that was one of my favorite scenes in the first movie when like, she had to say goodbye. Like, uh, I just love the way she did that. And Connie, who plays Kappapata, I thought she did a good job too, so I sounded really like emotional. But then to meet back up. um. But, yeah, I like that idea about the about like a contest. I think that's a good idea, or like some kind of challenge to get the
1: armor back, yeah, that definitely is a dope idea. um I just something else that stood out from the trailer for me outside of the 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 you know the cheetah reveal and everything was it watching the trailer back some something dawned on me, and that was when patty was at and Patty and gal was at Brazil comic con they were adamant about the world you know the it was a globe trotting affair in this movie they're not going to be set in one specific you know area in the entirety of the movie they'll be traveling around the world and just you know they have the 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 scene with the trucks which it looks like is going to be an awesome awesome set piece by the way where they where she's fighting off the the, the armies well, um what country was she in again i'm i'm drawing a blank on it
0: I don't remember actually. I think I know they shot it in Spain. But I don't know if it's actually supposed to be set in Spain. So
1: yeah. not sure. So yeah, that looked awesome. But the one though the um the thing that I'm um more or less like is in my mind is just watching that White House sequence and just the way that it looks like that's going to be the first major battle between Cheetah and uh, Wonder Woman, well, Proto-Cheetah before she makes the full transformation. And I noticed something, and that was when Diana, you know, sp- clanked her bracelets together, something that drove something that drove Doomsday back in, you know, BVS. When she does it to, you know, to Cheetah, she go Cheetah goes right through, and then it doesn't even look like it causes a shockwave to stop her. So uh, that has yeah. me thinking, like, is Diana's powers nerfed? Or is her relationship with Cheetah preventing her from actually attacking her or anything like that? And that's kind of how she loses. Yeah. Or maybe Cheetah is a counter to um is a counter to Diana in a way. And that's and Or that's... maybe
0: like or maybe like in order for her to bring Steve back, she had to like give up some of her power.
1: Ooh, Ooh child. Ooh, that's giving me some, and this is a deep cut, this is giving me some Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe tease with the whole, (laughs) with the the power fluctuations due to, you know, mystical shenanigans, so yeah, that definitely, and then that plays into what, you know, Mike was talking about with the trials and having to do that, because maybe Wonder Woman is at a power disadvantage. And also probably might be why she was struggling with the trucks in the, you know, in, on that road scene and that, you know, when right. is kind of behind the eight ball and she needs the golden armor to give her that boost. And there might be some sort of because in the comics, we are like from the comics when she dons the gold armor, that means she's marching in like it traditionally means that it's a, like she's going to be in a fight to the death. That means she is understood that she's you know, there's a very chance, high chance she will die. So maybe that this might be a twist on it that, you know, this golden armor might be, might help her restore her strength, but it'll come at a cost. So, and you know, that's why... Oh, I like that. And that's why, you know, going time back to what Mike said, there's a trial because you know, you're earning something that might not, you know, earning something that you have to be well aware of the responsibility and the consequences of it. And the stakes are so high with Cheetah and whatever Maxwell Lord has to you know wants to do with the the philosopher's stone and everything that this is her pop the trunk if you will her her popping the trunk to get what she needs to put the clamp down, you know where she put the stamp down, yeah yeah well see
3: i agree. Uh, i i like that i I really do like that angle actually uh, I, I love, love that.
0: that I think that's great yeah
3: it's uh, it's think... like very deep. See, and that that actually makes me think now, because um, what I really loved about the trailer was just the whole tone. Uh, the the shots of Washington D.C. were just so beautifully shot. But um,
0: yeah. the whole
3: yeah, the whole oh, tone the shot was with there, her and
0: Steve like outside of the by, Washington, like, outside of,
3: that was. So I hope gorgeous. they do another dance. I hope they do another dance. That that is.
0: Oh no! Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, That's
3: so yeah. cute. As Ed, gonna it's gonna wreck me because oof it's it's very it's giving very much um got to give up what you love but this all that actually the whole tone and this idea now reminds me of what a lot of sequels have been doing since I think the 80s with empire strikes back is that the whole subject of loss you know it's like i already know it's going to wreck me but like you have in the first film diana losing herself from you know her home but This time, it's her friend, you know, someone she's made an incredible connection with, you know, who knows what would happen to Steve. Just seeing him come back, you know, reverse loss, but, you know, even a a potential with her powers, you know, just her confidence. Like, I really like this angle now, just with what we're discussing, because, like, the whole, like, subject of, you know, what can the woman, you know, who has you know, gifts from the gods, what can she lose, you know, that she already, that she hasn't already lost, you know, yeah. Aries, you know, and Steve the first and one, also, like, it's just amazing.
0: And also, I think that, I think that, yeah, and also, I think that, like, if, if Diana is just a uh, full power, and she's, you know, like, she just, everything is effortless for her, like it was in the first movie, um, well, not effortless, but like you know, like she took out those Germans like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if everything is like that for her and it's just all easy, it's not gonna be, it's gonna become like okay, we know she's not gonna like we know nothing's gonna happen, and we, sh- we know she's not gonna struggle. So, I really like the idea of her like losing some of her power because it, it, I feel like it, it evens the playing field, you know, like it makes her more vulnerable. So, I really like the idea, and I, I agree. Um, with Q, like I noticed that when she, because normally when she does her, you know, arm crosses, like huge, it's like a huge blast, and like it just destroys everything in the radius. But like it barely registered. So I didn't think that was because she it was just super strong. I thought that was because maybe something's wrong with her, you know. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Um, and I really like the idea that she would have to like sacrifice something to get something in return. Like she would have to exchange something. I just wonder, like, like, because, isn't it, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it in the comics that, like, she can't, like, when she leaves Themyscira, she can't go back? Or, like, she, like, she forgets or something like that? Because.
4: I thought it was that she, I was I thought she just couldn't come back. I thought, like, I I, I think for me, I think it's that one episode, Paradise Lost, when she brought uh, Batman, Superman. (laughs) to them mascara when Felix Faust did turn thought them into stone and when they had came back when they had saved the day and everything, her mom was like, you know, you're not so be you know what supposed to be here or something like that or you know you're not
0: supposed oh, yeah. to be outside of that.
4: that. So I remember uh, that. It, yeah. I think I, th- I really think she just you know she just can't she's just not supposed to come back. Which it also plays in what you saying about the lightning is just like how is all that gonna connect if you, you if you know you can't go back, like, what is going to be the reaction of when you do come back and, you know, you got to save the world again? Yeah. Okay,
2: so, I mean, this probably won't happen, but what if it's a thing of, like, her coming back, but them not knowing? I mean, I don't know, because the
0: Amazons are probably... she has a sneak back in or something?
2: Yeah, but I don't know, because the Amazons are probably smart enough to know, like, when somebody breached the island, but Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just theorizing.
5: That's a good well, theory,
2: go, though. For, like for her to sneak back.
3: <laughs> right. I would go a step further and say, like, she tries to sneak back, and then they unwill Well, you know, they regretfully have to attack her.
4: Mm, child. Ooh. that's a bad hmm
3: And like all of her, you know, basically her sisters and her mother mm-hmm. are like you're not supposed to be here and she has to fight them. Yeah, no um.
0: No, I don't want her to have to fight them. No. No. Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> that would that, that yeah, that, that'd be definitely devastating. That would see. that
2: would provide good tension for the movie. <laughs> and
1: and that would be a, a good surprise, because like that mm-hmm. hasn't been that hasn't been hinted at all in the entirety of the movie or the promotion of it so far. So, yeah, that would be a a, a definitely dope thing to to Imagine be surprised the, with
2: the angst of her having to fight her sisters, like what Aaron saying earlier, like that like, no. what if we get a flashback scene of um, I can never pronounce Robin Wright's character. Anatope entire. Yeah. Entirety. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say it in the movie. It's entirety. Okay, okay. Like, what if we get a flashback of of that and like it hurts for Diana? I, I would like to see some angst. I don't know. Uh,
0: Is it Robin Wright supposed to be in this movie? So yes. she's probably in like the training, like the Olympic scene flashbacks. Um yeah, because I was so like
1: upset she died. Right, because timeline wise, just going off of Wonder Woman one, you know, that was when you know this would be at the point where like uh, Hippolyta has greenlit saying, okay, yes, you can train Diana as a warrior and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, definitely, probably yeah, this would probably be where we see her in the movie. Another thing, and I just thought of yeah. this, like I remember seeing it on Twitter. Somebody was saying that when Diana is running, like she's just, you know, sprinting down the street, apparently she's trying to stop a nuke from going. Oh. Off. And when yeah, she's,
0: I actually, actually, I didn't hear that specifically, but I did hear, um, like, from a source a while back that the movie focuses a lot, like, on the Cold War. So I think that's really interesting.
1: Like, yeah, and then when she's like, in, and it's kind of like, well, I don't know. I'm now this. I'm ultra speculating, but. Like, of that whole sequence of her in the sky, like, when she's twirling the lasso and, like, she does her Wonder Woman, fl- you know, in the air pose. And then when it's at night and she's riding the lightning, apparently that's all supposed to be, like, it looks like it looks like at least supposed to be, like, a seamless transition where that all happens at once. So that kind of lends me to think that that might be closer towards the beginning of the third act. But this is me speculating. I don't, I don't know none
0: hmm um so i'm wondering because i was thinking okay so you know the scene later on in the trailer when her and steve are in the jet right um i um had saw somebody say that that was them going to like they were going to wherever it is where they're in the desert and she's flipping over the cars so i i think that would be interesting but with your theory like so, do you think that would be, like, the stuff where she, you know, blasts all the lightning, would that be after all that? Or would that be, like, she goes to get the armor, and then they go handle business and, you know, in the desert, and then and then she fights Cheetah? Um, because I was thinking, like, maybe it would be, like, right before third act, she fights Cheetah, loses, and then she just goes. Like, you know how in the third act, the hero loses, and then they, they have to, like, get the courage back up? I was thinking it was going to be something like that. But I actually kind of like your idea better. I don't know.
1: Um, okay, just spitballing here. Okay, so let me just run through this quick. I think that the part in the desert, I agree with you. I do think that them that's them looking for the armor, but stuff goes sideways. It's like, you know, uh, what's the, what, I'm trying to think of one movie that is like, you know, that it's like they go there. And then like, for some reason, they can't get to the gold armor at that specific moment. And then, like, they see the Maxwell Lord in the White yeah. House. That scene, because it looks like it's broadcast all over the world. And then Diana and Steve make a beeline for Washington. And that's when... Okay, and they like, this might go into... Well, it's not spoilers, because I haven't seen the movie, but speculation spoilers, I should say. I feel like it's going to be like this. They steal the, in the jet that may be or may not be invisible... They go to the desert to find the gold armor to even the odds. Something happens where they can't reach it. Then all the time they're over there, Maxwell Lord gets into the White House, does his thing, makes his whole press conference. Diana and Steve rush back over to Washington. They, they have a fight in the White House. Steve gets mortally wounded, and he's, de- he's dead again. And that's why it kind, You know, we don't see, like if you've noticed, like, we don't see Steve in any, like, like the only time, like, that's the first trailer. We see Steve hunched over in that White House scene. But anything past that, where it looks like it's setting up towards the gold armor, you know, her getting the gold armor, you know, she's Diana's by herself. And that might tie into she lost something to be able to get to the gold armor. So I'm thinking that something happens, whether it's Cheetah killing Steve or the spell that brought him back, fading away, or anything like that happens, and wow. then Diana's all by herself. She stops the nuke, and then we get some manas, we get some BVSTs, where like she stops the nuke, but she's like in the water, and she's like contemplating everything, and that's when she realizes, like she's in there, and then it's storming. She realizes what she has to do, and then she rides the lightning to the gold armor. Then she puts it on. Cheetah catches the fade. She stops Maxwell Lord, and boom, there's the movie. But that's
3: all speculative. Well, I'm, a I'm a wreck now. Thank you, Q. Hey. I
0: mean, like, just no. Like, <laughs> Thank you.
3: Uh, like
1: whole movie outline. Like, come on,
5: stream
1: right <laughs> I mean, I'm just. No, I mean, but... I'm no Patty Jenkins. I'm not even going to claim that she is way, way ahead of me. And she probably has this, this, this mapped out, like, nope. you thought this was going to be this, but I really swooped and whooped over here, and then here's this piece, I gotcha, that was just for the trailer, here's what really happens in the movie. But that's just, that's just my interpretation of what I saw.
0: Honestly, I just, when you were, when you were saying, like, your idea, I low-key had an idea that, like, oh my god. <sighs> okay, so... Because, like, I noticed that, too, that when, when every every time she's shown either going to get the golden armor or with it, she's alone. So, I was thinking, what if it's, like, a situation where, like, kind of like an Aquaman where he has to get the armor alone? Like, he had to go, like, he had to do it alone. He couldn't. Nobody else could go in there but him. Like, so it's kind of like a situation like that, like, in order to go back, because, obviously, um... <laughs> well, Steve was there before, but obviously he wouldn't be able to go, like, he wouldn't be able to ride the lightning with her. I guess he could, like, on her back or something, but, like, basically, the idea is that, like, she would have to do the last leg of the journey by herself, or even worse, even worse, taking it a step further, what if, like, the the way she's able to get back to Themyscira, like, and ride the lightning is by, like, she has to trade Steve, like, like, Steve's sacrifice is what gives her the power to do that. Oh, God. That would destroy me. Honestly, like, seeing, I i, I barely survived seeing him die the first time. Seeing him die again is going to be too much. But, like, we know he has to because he's not in, like, the present day. So, uh, that, ugh. But, yeah, I, I, I just loved that aspect of it too I, I,
3: but I guess
0: um, keeping along with this whole Golden Armor discussion let's talk about Cheetah because I know that's what everybody was like oh my god that was a big thing in the trailer finally get a good look at Cheetah we already kind of touched on him a little bit earlier but I think Q you have mentioned the scene where like Diana flings her and oh my
1: god like
0: Honestly, I
1: coined that. That was like. I, I was oh, gonna say
5: no
1: I. Man. I coined that moment, the dunk show, because she straight up dunks Cheetah like, like she's Shaq in two thousand. So just that.
0: <laughs> no, um, like honestly, when I saw that, that gave me like no man's land, like level goosebumps. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because like, I feel like as cool as it is to see Wonder Woman with her sword and shield, and I, I love that, and I. I um, like part of me does kind of wish that she had it in this movie. I'm not gonna lie. Like one of my favorite things from the comics, though, know, is Wonder Woman being like a bro, like Wonder Woman like going toe to toe and like. So the idea that we're gonna get to see that, I just geeked out. I was like, oh my god, like, like because you know, as a lot of people have pointed out on Twitter, she doesn't need the sword of Geo. Like she's strong. She's super strong on her own. So I think that like she can take Cheetah just with her, you know, physical strength. I mean, even in um, at the end of the first movie, she didn't have her sword when she fought Ares, and she still managed to beat him. So I, I think it's fine. I think it's going to be really cool, and I'm super excited to see that Cheetah fights scene. And uh, just like you said, Q, the, the, the shot where she, like, takes the wings off, and, like, I thought that shot was cool already from the first trailer we saw it. But now that I know she's, like, squaring up to fight Cheetah. it's just so much cool. I'm like, oh, yes. Like, yes. She's like, gotta take the wings off. Let's go. And I just, I love that. I love that so much. I'm so excited to see, like, her and Cheetah throw down because that's, like, one of my favorite things in the comments when they fight, like, especially because it's so angsty. Like, there's so much angst for them fighting because they were friends at first. So I'm really excited to see that. Um...
4: the fight scenes that we got to see from the trailer it gave me what I saw in the animated movies like they were it looked like they're really gonna go like toe to toe even when they're in the white house even when they're when she got the golden armor on like I really hope they like go three rounds like I really want to see them like have this transition period of fighting like we see them fight one time we see them fight again we see them fight in the final battle because I feel like we will get to see the dynamic growth between both of the characters with their relationship of them being friends, but also now being, you know, hero and villain and seeing them actually clash. Cause like it just, I'm just excited to see how they fight and how they like, are they going to be talking junk to each other while they're fighting? Like what's going to be like, Who's going to say what, because you know, Cheetah, Cheetah has a slick mouth. Cause I remember like, one of the animated movies where Diana, um, she was dazed and confused, and it was like multiple, it was like multiple cheetahs, and like cheetah was like dragging her and talking junk the whole time while they were fighting. So I'm ready to see like what comeback <laughs> this cheetah gonna have while fighting with Diana, like, right? and cheetah looks really, really good. Like I'm, like I, I'm super excited just to see like them actually go at it because that's I've only seen them fight in the comics, and in animated style, so to actually finally see them in a live-action style is going to be really, really, really dope.
0: Yeah, same here. I think that, like, I don't know. There's just something specifically about that shot where, like, Diana blings her, like, (laughs) like, it just, it really reminds me of, like, and you should not do this. If you have a pet, please don't do this. Don't ever do this. I never do this. But like, if you ever seen like an angry pet owner, like shove their like dog or cat to the side, that's kind of what it gave me. And I loved it so much
2: <laughs> because
0: it was just like, Diana was just like, get back, you know, like get out of my face. And I love, I love every Wonder Woman line just cause I love the way Gal reads it. Like people say she can't act. And I'm just still so mind blown by that because I think the way she says everything is just so perfect. I love when she's like, Barbara, what did you do? Like, oh, God, sis, like, what happened to you? Like, I love that. I think that's great. So, yeah, I didn't even think, I like what you said, Mike, about the, like, banter. I didn't even think about them, like, what they're going to say to each other. But I'm excited to see that as well.
5: I'm looking forward to, um... Basically, seeing what made her go this route because it's obvious. Well, it's obvious that you know it's gonna be something dealing with Maxwell, Max Lord, but exactly what happened because so far I get like a Batman returns feel, if you will. Like, if you remember how Selena was mistreated by everybody and was so scared to speak Mm -hmm. up, I feel like that's the same thing with Barbara. It's like she's kind of this quiet person, kind of scared. You know, but she starts seeing and hearing about Wonder Woman. And it's like, well, why can't I be like that? And well, there you go. So I'm excited to see how this her story plays out for that part. It's like, how did she get yeah. here?
0: Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Batman Returns because that it reminded me a lot of that. Like, she even kind of looks a little bit like the way Michelle Pfeiffer looks, like her like her hair and stuff. So I like that. I also just love... Let me just take a minute to talk about Kristen Wiig. Like, a lot of people really didn't like it when she was cast, but... And, I mean, to be honest with you, I did have my doubts, but every everything I've seen from her so far is great. Like, she seems like she's doing a really good job as Cheetah. She seems like she's holding her own against Gal, which is really hard, um, because Gal is everything. And she just seems like she's really... Like, she has that, like, charisma and star power that I was, you know, I was surprised because as much as I have liked her and some of her other stuff, she just plays different types of roles. So I wasn't sure if she could pull it off. But, like, a lot of people are saying it was the same thing with Heath Ledger. I mean, it was kind of the same thing with Ben. Like, you know, we weren't sure if they were going to be able to pull it off, and then they did. So I love Kristen. I think she's great.
4: I have a question and it's been really like on my mind just because of what we saw in Wonder Woman in the first movie, because I ain't gonna lie, I was a little shook when we found out who Ares was. So I want what's been really on my mind and what I want to ask y'all, do y'all think that there will be another guy to play in this movie? And the only reason I'm saying that is because I think about Maxwell lore and I think about um, just like tricks and like uh, manipulation and things like that. Do you think a God will be into play with this movie as well, just like we saw with the first one? And with Diana having these powers from the God, do you think there will be another God that is probably trying to stand in her way and also take her down?
3: Oh, I didn't think of that. If, I mean, in a perfect world, it would absolutely be Cersei because I feel like she needs to be in a Wonder Woman film. Uh, Plus, you know, the whole animal motif, that would be, that would be, just just the idea of like gods playing a bigger part in, or playing a part, a bigger part in the story continuously. I, I really do like that approach.
0: Yeah, me too. I think that... Um, I just don't know what God it would be because I, I like the idea of Cersei too, but I feel like it would have to be like some... Maybe... Because it wouldn't be Ares again. Um, I don't know. Maybe it would be like Hades because, I mean, if he if he can bring mm-hmm. Steve back, you know, like... Maybe it would be like Hades. That would be really cool. Because I, I also... Um, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up because I also wanted to ask you guys a question. I wanted to know, do you think Max Lord is going to have his powers in this movie? Because I've seen conflicting reports. Like, some people say he does, some people say he doesn't. And there's that one shot where he, like, has his hand out and there's, like, smoke around him. And I didn't know if that was just the wind or if it was him using his powers. So...
4: I thought that was the win because
0: I thought I really thought
4: I when I saw that shot I was like okay so he has powers like what like because it was like he was controlling the win it almost looked like when she was fighting Ares, and Ares had the win when she was trying to lasso him and he you know he was like you look you, you 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 child you fool like like it makes me think that I think he does have powers I think either when he got if he when he probably first discovered the stone. He probably, you know, did what he, like, for him to know, for him to be making this appearance and this facade of, you know, I want to give, I want to give you everything that you want. I I can give you what you want. He has to know how that works. So what did he want when he first discovered whatever this stone is? What did he want when he first discovered it? Did he want power? Did he want, you know, did well, basically, did he want power? And I think that's probably what he wanted. He wanted power. He wanted to be able to bless people with power. He wanted to, because that's, an, I feel like I said, he's a mystery as well, because I don't feel like, I feel like in the first trailer, we saw he was in the trailer and we got a you know a little bit. I feel like in this trailer, we saw him, but I feel like he's still a mystery because I feel like he plays a bigger role. And I'm actually excited to see him because I'm a big villain guy. I like villains. I like to see what they've been through to get to where they are going, so I would like to see like did we get to see Maxwell before like was he like in a bad place, and you know he was he getting like like the like the treatment with the um like we were just talking about with how Selena was and how they were treating uh cheetah, does he get treated the same way, and then he gets this stone and he wishes for whatever he wants or the power that he wants, and then you know he goes about his life and everything so. I'm really excited to see what that happens with him i'm very curious about max World, just to see
0: how he will be portrayed and everything yeah he's actually one of my favorite wonder woman villains so i'm like really excited to see like him more like interact with her um like we've seen a lot of him in cheetah especially in this trailer um but we don't really see that much of like him and diana interacting so i'm excited for that um but yeah, I think that I really love the idea. Aaron brought this up of like the gods having like a bigger because I I really liked that in the first movie. I mean, I think that in the past with Wonder Woman, they've kind of just gone for like you know, it just is what it is. But like tying everything into the gods makes it honestly feel more. And I know this is weird to say because it's the gods, it's mythology, but. I was like, honestly, it makes it feel more real for me. Because it's like, this is happening because of this. This is happening because of this. You know? It's just like how pe- everybody complained about Diana riding the lightning. I'm like, she's the daughter of Zeus. Of course she can do that. You know? Like, that That, that made sense. I, like, I never thought it was, you know, like, it didn't make sense. And even if it didn't make sense, I mean, this is Wonder Woman. Like, it, it shouldn't have to make sense. So, I, I just, I, I like that idea a lot. I like bringing the guys more into it. So I really do hope that maybe like maybe it's like the first movie. I don't think Patty would repeat, but maybe it is like the first movie. And Maxwell Lord is like secretly one of the guys or something. Like that would be interesting.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I'm. Um, I don't think that they would add a, a third mystery villain to the fray. That you would like, you know, I don't think that they'll do that as, out of fear of oversaturation or the, you know, the. Even though I don't think I never subscribe to that train of thought that having more than two villains might cause the audience to lose, you know, lose interest. I feel like if the story's good, they'll follow it regardless of how many villains are in the story. But I I do feel like it'll be more of Maxwell Lord's powers from the Philosopher's Stone. I feel like that is what's going to power him directly with no, no, like I would like for it to be somebody like a Cersei or what have you but i think that it will be just condensed down to maxwell lord and cheetah and maxwell's powers is growing with the philosopher's stone and with every wish because you see him pushing that you know i I can give you whatever you want you know you, you stuff of that nature so the more people that you know he grants wishes with with the philosopher's stone the more innate god-like powers he gets And that'll probably play into his final plan that, you know, we really don't know all too much about. And I think that is, you know, when he's causing that power, I think that and, you know, as you said, we're saying that, Mike, about the wind reminding you of Ares. I think the philosopher Stone might give him powers of the gods. So you might see an Ares power set, a Zeus power set, you know, stuff of that nature an Athena power set uh, Poseidon power set as he grows in strength with the Philosopher's Stone. So that, you know, I think, even though I think it'll be two, just the two of them, I do think that the gods will play a part in it through Maxwell Lord's increasing power set, even though, even if it might diverge from what he has in the comics.
5: Yeah,
0: I like that. Um, I... I don't know. Um, People have said they were going to be, like, upset if if he doesn't have his comic powers. Yeah, I mean, I more like him as a villain in terms of, like, the way he interacts with Diana and, like, sometimes some of the other members of the Justice League. I like how he thinks and, like, his his mind, his ideology. He's a lot like Lex Luthor a little bit, but, like, a, a more, like, subdued kind of like Luther and it's like actually really cool and I love when she snaps his neck in the comics. Like uh, I some people, you know, joking tell that to Mad Full well, Laura snap neck. If she snaps his neck in this movie, I know that everybody's gonna be really, you know, like everybody on not my Superman Twitter is gonna be upset, but <laughs> I would be cracking. I love it. I love it. I would
2: love it. So Can much. you imagine though <laughs> the symbolic me trying to <laughs> connect the dots? The distinct
0: <laughs> <Just think> pieces.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it would be funny in was... Justice League. It would be funny in Justice League. Diana could be like, oh, I did that too. Remember in the 80s? I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> so.
4: That was one thing I thought about when we found out that he was going to be in the comics. I was like, dang, it's like... Are we gonna see this like side of her where she has to do what she has to do to, you know, to stop a villain? Like, is she going to snap his neck? Like, I would be shook because I've seen that uh, that comic and I've seen like how she did it. Yeah. And I'm just like, child, if she really sit up here and like snap his neck with this lasso, I'm gonna be <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna throw my hands up and be like, okay it is what it is, like, she did what she needed to do, but that would be kind of, that would be crazy, because yeah. the, the people ain't gonna be able to handle that.
0: Oh, because, like, what if it's, like, uh, you know, we, our theory is that you have to give something to get something in return, so what if, like, in order to get the stone to stop its powers, she has to kill him, like, she has to sacrifice his life, like, uh, that would be really good, Yeah,
2: I would love
0: that. Um, but other than that, I think it was a lot. I did, there were a couple shots, new shots that I really liked. I like that shot, like with the city. I really want to know what city that's supposed to be because it's like beautiful. Um, And I like that shot with, I like the White House, thing, like where her and she are fighting. She's like, she just like, people like you have had everything. And I'm like, well, we have nothing. And I'm like, Honestly, it kind of reminded me a little bit, like, like now that we say that, it's really reminding me of Batman Returns. It's like, it's giving me like that, you know, I wish I had more, I wish I could do what you can do, you know, like, I wish I could be one of the big dogs, and like, I, and it makes sense if Patty's making this like in the style of the 80s, that it would be like that. I I, I think that's pretty clever, actually, so. Yeah, I, I just loved I love the trailer so much. I thought it was great. I really just I think that Wonder Woman could not be in better hands than Patty. I think that she's so talented and she really understands this character. She doesn't she doesn't have Wonder Woman, you know, go too violent, but she doesn't have her go too like peaceful and hopeful or optimistic either. She keeps the perfect balance and I just think it's like really like she really is like the balance of Batman and Superman, and I think it's great, and I, I just love Gal's uh, performance, because she really does a good job. Um, um, but with that, unless there was some other you know, aspects of the trailer that you guys wanted to discuss, then I guess we can go ahead and wrap this up, um, because we pretty much discussed all the major stuff, so um, was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we wrap up for the night?
1: Um, just a quick little anecdote about how can we just moving forward? Can we not compare this movie to Thor Ragnarok simply because they're they think that there is a light color palette and it's it has synth theme music? Can we can we not do that? Can we evolve past that yeah. DS train of thought where it just has to be that comparison and it just has to like that just has to exist this movie is not operating as a subversive piece of comic material because said director was too lazy to read thor comics to properly understand the character and just sought to make hey, a parody hey, movie hey,
0: don't do that don't do that don't do
1: that i apologize I was for, not having that. i apologize I was for gonna,
4: that i was just gonna say it's no shade but there's no like there's no comparison
1: like
4: i mean and i I mean i, oh, I absolutely some, I got some Marvel movies that I like, but wait, there like if I watch these trailers side by side, child no, like uh uh-uh. uh but in any
1: absolutely case Absolutely, no comparison, like, no comparison and no shade on the no podcast computer. towards Thor Ragnarok. But no, it will two two different films with two different objectives going about it in two different ways entirely. And just the simple notion that it has to the untrained, not even going to put it the casuals out there, because I don't even think casuals view stuff like this. This is strictly coming from the haters. Like, just because you have a bright color palette in your a DC movie does not mean you're emulating Marvel or any specific Marvel movie. So can that be deaded moving forward? And let's just critique and enjoy this movie on its own merits.
2: Period. I agree
0: um okay so oh wait one
2: quick thing I wanted to say seven but uh but I just want to say like one of my favorite things about the Wonder Woman premiere was seeing all the little girls (laughs) and the little guys to dress up and like have so much fun at the premiere and I just I'm stressed because I don't know if we're gonna get that you know for this movie because I mean Patty and Gal were so excited like we got Linda we got so much good stuff, and um, especially with the kids. Yeah. I, I just love when the kiddos come out and show their appreciation and their love, you know, because they love gal. I mean, they love gal, so it's something I'm excited for, and I really hope. I really hope we get to see it. I'm yeah, forcing my, I'm, <laughs> I, I want to buy a little Wonder Woman costume for my my doggy, but I don't know if that's oh, right. no
0: <laughs> Yes. Oh, that'd be so cute. No, I agree though. I think that the the uh, you know kids interacting with the Justice League never fails to make me cry. Like remember that little girl at Comic Con and the little boy in the flash shirt like oh uh, it's just so and the little boy talked to Zachary Levi like it's just because I feel like that's why they're doing this. At the end of the day, that's really, like, representation matters. And I feel like seeing yourself on the big screen matters. And I feel like for so long, um, you know, because Marvel wanted to be dude land for 10 years, cough, cough, little girls didn't have a superhero in live action that they could really look up to. And Wonder Woman really, like, I feel like we shouldn't forget that Wonder Woman was the movie to break that ground. It was the first female-led superhero movie. It came before Captain Marvel. It came before Black Widow, even though people have been begging for a Black Widow movie for 10 years. And, you know, no matter how you feel about the movies themselves or, you know, or Gal or whatever, you can't deny that that's powerful, you know? Exactly.
2: It's the same way,
0: in the same way that, you know, Black Panther was powerful because it was a lot of people's first time seeing a Black superhero. So I i mean it's incredible and i just think that some of the shots in the wonder woman 84 trailer gave me that feeling that i had when i watched the first movie when i saw her climbing out the trenches like just to see her do like some of this amazing stuff is just so powerful because it's like we don't get to see female superheroes in that limelight that often um well and
2: it's it's like the when we were watching the panel, and Linda came on, and Linda was kind of crying. Well, they were both like so emotional. All three of them were emotional because it's like generational, you know. It came with Linda, then after like yeah, it's that like it. It's that feeling that I don't know. It's just yeah. so important. So like even if you aren't a hundred percent sold on the movie looking at the trailer, which I don't know why you would, wouldn't be, or even if you're not that excited to go see the movie, just go see it because the more people that see the movie, the more movies we get and the more little girls and even little boys would be seen or feel seen and hurt. you know?
0: Yeah. I also loved what Patty said on the panel about like Passing the torch, like she didn't want to make it feel like we were they were reinventing Wonder Woman, she wanted to really feel like
2: Mm -hmm.
0: they were passing the torch from Linda to to Gal, which I thought that was really awesome. Um, because you know, you guys know the Linda Carter Wonder Woman is pretty much how I got into DC, so of course, I love that Patty was like, No, we're not dissing that, and they even have some nod to that like that you know we talked about earlier the scene where she's like running down the street that was a lot like a scene from the show so i love that and i love that you know patty is so thinking about like the past i think that's great um but all right i guess we can go ahead and wrap up with that um so uh throughout this episode i and this is once again the second of our fandom episodes. Um, I have been Mikey from Detroit. My uh, Twitter handle is Mikey underscore talks, and that's where I talk about DC stuff and drag critics who are being pieces of shit and talk about other (laughs) fandom-related stuff. So you can find me there if you guys want to go ahead and stay where everybody can find you.
2: I'm Tabitha from Miami, and you can find me on Twitter at tabcasey. With the Clark and Abby.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> per the use, I've been Q. Kwamani, And you can find me on Facebook Live every Sunday with my bro on Into the Q Universe where we talk about everything geeky, gamey, and nerdy. I also have a YouTube channel that I just uh, started recently with some awesome video game content on it for you guys. On Twitter, you can find me at QuamonStarG. The Q and the A, the Q M and G are all capitalized. And that's about it. That's 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 all like that's all I got for you guys.
3: And I'm Aaron and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron Michael underscore J, where I always change my Profile name, just to be funny, but it's not really funny, but it's still hilarious to me, where you can find me talking about social issues, comic books, movies, anything in between.
4: And I'm Mike, and you can find me at underscore
0: odd on Twitter. And we also have Key, who... I uh, had to step off. Um, you can find her at uh, uh, Kiersey Lannister on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, uh, with that, we can go ahead and wrap up for the night. So thank everybody so much for listening. And everybody have a wonderful night or day or whatever it is you're listening to this. Everybody say bye.
1: See you later. Peace you out. later.